Hey, this is Jim. Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I've got a guest you are going to love. He's been on our show before, and we'll put a link to the last time that he visited us. But he's built an incredible multiple seven-figure business with a team that, get this, they all work from home. He doesn't have a central headquarter office of any kind. He's got shoppers. He's got preppers. He's got people out there finding new inventory. He's building incredible partnerships, including one that we'll be able to share with you more at some later date, but it's going to be massive. It's a, it's a huge retailer that's basically said, hey, could you help us sell our stuff online? And we're helping him navigate that opportunity as well. We'll dig into all of it on today's show, but the thing that I get really excited about when I talk to Josh, well, first, a little background, and I'll tell you what gets me excited. He actually started off in our warehouse he, right here in central Indiana. You know, his, his parents are there. They actually run one of the largest food banks on the south side. My family works there frequently where we help families who are in need during code. We've just passed out thousands and thousands of families we've helped in the area through the, through the church that supports it. But that's where he started was just kind of prepping stuff in our warehouse and helping out a little bit. Well, he moved to Florida, took the skills he'd learned, launched a business. Like I said, it's a multiple seven-figure business now, just doing phenomenal. And his entire team works from home. I love one of the observations he made today. He said, you know, Jim, you always talked about getting families home and bringing them under the same roof. But as your business grows, everyone's buying a warehouse and sending everybody to work. Like that's not what I felt like I was supposed to do. I wanted to figure out a way to do this where everybody got to stay home, be with their families and build this incredible business, these multiple income streams that he's going to talk about today even. So he's got people who work at their own house, who have the shoppers drop stuff off to them and the preppers prep the product and they're paid per item prepped. He's got shoppers out there getting paid hourly. He's got people finding products for him on retail sh shelves and online arbitrage, and they're getting paid a percent of what they find. It's a really robust system. The good news is he's going to break it all down for us in some content that we'll be sharing with you guys, because uh, one of the things I haven't mentioned yet is we've brought Josh on as a content creator and coach on our team. So if you go to Jim Cockrum Coaching, there's a link in the show notes, as always, to all the stuff we talk about. Josh is one of our coaches now, and he's a very busy guy, so he doesn't take on very many clients, but man, is he good at what he does, and you're going to love that. The only thing they do have in their model, I'll point this out, you'll notice when I see it today as far as a central headquarters is they've rented a storage unit, and that's where they store a lot of their supplies in case somebody runs out of bubble wrap or boxes or tape or whatever. Well, they just head down to the storage unit that's centrally located among the people who are on his team. They get what they need, take it back home, get back to work. How cool is that? So if you want to dive into that model with us today, a guy who's built an incredible business and it's just going up from there because after we hit the stop record button, he told me some projects he's in. It's mind-blowing. So much opportunity being a part of this community. You're going to love hanging out with Josh Rojas again a little bit today. And I think you're going to be challenged on what it means to grow and expand your business. And maybe some of the preconceived notions you had about having to get a warehouse or having to hire people. Well, he just has people working on contract from home. He's growing a great biz. So enjoy this episode. Let's get Josh on the line right now. So Josh, welcome back to the show, man. Hey, thank you for having me. Good to see you again. So let's dive into what's changed and what you've got rocking. You've got a great story. 
Oh my goodness. Uh, there's been a lot of changes. It's going crazy. A controlled chaos, but definitely a little chaos. Obviously, from the last time we spoke, business is still doing great. We're expanding even more. Brought on someone else to do more shipping for us and shopping. Along with that, was able, been blessed, been able to become a coach and absolutely love that, uh, being able to help others out and uh, help them through their journey. So, and just blessings keep pouring over and I'm just very grateful and thankful. So, <laughs> yeah, life has a, uh, has kind of a crazy pace in this business, but you are just taking it all in stride, man. And you've, you've done some really incredible things that, I don't know that we've seen, at least no one's mentioned it to me, that we've seen these kind of things in our community. And I want to talk specifically about how you've built up a team of people who are sourcing, shopping, prepping, and everybody works from home. You don't have an office. Correct. You know, at the beginning of this, I thought my goal was to get a warehouse. I thought I needed to have a warehouse, have an office, you know, and I think everybody has a tendency to go towards that. But then for whatever reason... A couple months later, I had this aha moment and it brought me back to when I started doing this journey with you. And I remember you always saying, helping bring fathers home, bring parents home. And then I started thinking, well, if I'm doing a warehouse, I'm going to pull them right back. So I'm helping people get freedom. And then I'm saying, no, come back into a warehouse. So I was like, how can I make this work? So I completely changed it, changed my thought process and started over and said, I want to do this where they can stay from home, work from home, because the people that are working with me, they have a family. I've got one that has six or they have four kids, another that has three kids and they want to be able to spend time with their family. And I want them to. So uh, so I really focused on how to how to make that work in the process and there's been some hiccups through the way and a lot, of, a lot of learning processes, but it's been well worth it in the end results. And, and it's something, you know, you've been doing this for a while now. We've talked about this a few times now. And like you said, we've brought you on as a coach on the team now, which is awesome. If people want to link to any of the resources we talk about today, including coaching, go to silentgym.com and this episode show notes, you'll see more info there. But I love that you've you've dialed it in. And like you said, it's not without its hiccups and its little flaws, but your team works from home. Like, who do you have working for you and what are their roles? How have you broken it down? So the first person I brought on to help me ship, uh, she is absolutely amazing. She is very meticulous in all those small details. Um, and that's what I needed. I needed someone that could do it better than me. You right. know, someone that really pays close attention because I try to surround myself with people that are better than me that can do things better than me. And at first, you know, I taught her how to do the process and she took it to a whole nother level. And through seeing that and watching her, she is now, she oversees everybody else. So when you talk about ordering supplies, all that, that all funnels through her. And then we talk and we communicate and get everything squared away. She trains everybody else for me and does all that. So she, she started out just doing uh, FBA for me. And then we switched it to Merchant Fulfilled and FBA, and she is phenomenal at all of it. So she's kind of like our, uh, you, you could say manager, but she's really not. She is self-employed. Um, so uh, she is a contract worker with us. Right. Because so, you don't have a central office. You're not telling her what time to show up and how long to stay. She's working from home. <laughs> correct. Correct. And the way I've been able to do that is I have 
I obviously met with her multiple times. We went over everything and I've got to trust in her that I don't have to watch over her. I don't need to know what she's doing. I know at the end of the day, the results will be the same. Mm-hmm. She'll get them done in, you know, in that same time frame. So I don't care if she works in the morning and the evening and the afternoon, whatever is best for her that fits her family. That way she can enjoy the time with her family. You know, I, I've been over there where she's like, yeah, I'm taking a break right now because we're going to go play uh, softball with the kids. And then I'm going to finish up and do some more stuff later on. Fine with me. You know, That's for me, fantastic. it's all about the results. So she's kind of like the, uh, I, I picture her as like the center hub of this wheel, right? And you've got these yeah. other spokes. Now, what else do you have going on? Who else reports to her and what are their roles? So when we, when this whole pandemic, Demet came through and we switched a lot of stuff to Merchant Fulfilled. And we still kept FBA, but we switched a lot. So I added someone specifically just for Merchant and then someone for both and just to be able to teeter-top between the two. So when that was going on, she was handling FBA. Someone else was handling Merchant Fulfilled. No plug or nothing, but Inventory Lab has helped kind of distinguish and keep that between everybody. So that way I know what's at what location and I know what's being shipped, who's doing what, and, and that's really helped out. So all the inventory, depending on what's being purchased, goes to one of those, would go to one of those locations. Now it's one of three locations that it would be dropped off at. So it goes there and then they process it. And if they have any hiccups, they contact her and let her know. If there's any supplies they need, they contact her. I still do all the pain. Um, I want to make sure that I'm seeing them at least once a week because I, I don't want it to be, I don't want to be, oh yeah, I, you're the person that I help out or I work with. No, I want them to know know me. I want to know them. That way we can have a closer relationship because that's what this business is all about for me is building the relationships so that I can see their growth. And you know, one day they may go out and do this on their own and I'm okay with that. I've told them all that's fine with me. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. So who who's finding your new products? You've told us about your prep process. Yeah. So new products, I still go out because I love to shop. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I can't do get enough of it. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. I mean, I you put me in any store with shelves and barcodes for a couple hours, I'm going to come out with a list, man. Yeah. I almost challenge people, certain people that are like, so where do you go? I was like, anywhere. And they're like, yeah. no, you can't. I'm like, yeah, just tell me a place. I'll go there. It's fun for me. So I, I look at it, you know, my mental aspect is this is just, this isn't a job. This is something fun I get to do and I really enjoy it. So, so I do a lot of finding new products. I have shoppers that go out for me and they will purchase those. I have someone that does do sourcing for me. Their roles are a little bit differently though. Uh, so I allow them, you know, they have a little bit more control of making listings, making the proper judgment calls and what ROIs we're, we're trying to obtain. Then I have just a shopper that just goes out and purchases whatever's on the list. So, and we're continuing to grow that right now. So we're, we're still trying to expand a little bit more. Also not, not where I need to be yet, but you know, better than I was yesterday. So yeah, that's good. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think there's anyone who has this perfect yet. Yeah. We're all improving constantly. Right. Yeah. And if you think you have it perfect, then you're going to have a struggle. There's you'll, you'll have a wake up moment one of these days. Amazon will throw a curveball at you. And oh, yeah. Yeah. There's always, oh, they've done that plenty of times. <laughs> oh, sure. Sure. Yep. How many ASINs are you selling on? Oh, my goodness. So 
this past week has been absolutely ridiculous. Uh, how many I found and uh, some of the teaming up that I've done. I'm going to be pushing over 2,000 is uh, within the next probably three weeks. We're looking to be right around that 1,800, 2,000. So that's phenomenal. That's yeah. really awesome, dude. You talk about some partnership you're doing. How much can you share with with us? What you got going on there? I'll share whatever. So um, I, I was able to team up. Well, through this whole thing, it's always been about partnering, trying to find different relationships with different stores, different different people that I meet throughout you know the day through my kids' sporting events, whatever it may be. And uh, I was I, I met a guy through another relationship, and he's got a very successful business. He's got a storefront, and he does. He's one of the largest ones in his category. We'll leave it at that in the state of Florida, and. Uh, I teamed up with him and he does nothing online. He doesn't know any of it, doesn't understand it, doesn't have the time to because he's so busy with his two stores. Sure. And he said, let's go. So he said, so we here's, my, up. here's my price list. Sell away. I'll do the ordering. Is that where you're at? Yeah. And now it's like online arbitrage, except all the numbers and everything are right there in front of me. So it's a lot easier than online. It's just... It's almost handing them to me, and it's amazing. So that's phenomenal. Have you dug into that list yet? Give me some examples of what you're finding without giving the products away, obviously. But like, what are you what are you discovering? Oh, I'm discovering things that. So on average, with my replens, I expect that twenty five to thirty dollar range. You know, to average out at this, it's a whole new ball game. I didn't think that some of these bigger priced items would sell as much as they do. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not doing 100% ROIs like I do with some of my replens, but I guess I'm averaging about 85% with my replens, but they are such massive numbers and you're talking very little products that you have to move. So instead of moving 40 items to make that same amount, I'm making, I'm doing it with one item. So, so there's a lot of pros and cons. I don't get me wrong. I still love, and I, I think the replen is the way to go. I'm a hundred percent, but you know, sometimes we get so focused on it that we forget about some of the other bigger things. And you just don't think about, you think, well, that's above this price. So they're probably not a lot that are selling. You would be surprised. Don't, don't ever close the door on anything. Always keep it open. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't remember which episode it was. It's been a while back, but somebody discovered one of these three or $400 items that they could, they could buy it for three or four and it was selling for eight or 900 as yeah. fast as they could get their hands on it. So they just rent trucks and drive all over the state, all <laughs> over the region and just load up. And that was just gravy for them for several months. So yeah, those bigger ticket items are out there. Are you doing merchant fulfill on those bigger ticket? Or are you trusting the FBA process? I'm doing both. So I'm making sure that we have the product in-house and then I'm sending some in. That way I can kind of control and see what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously I'm doing my research prior to know what it can sell and how much and how often. And so I'm, I'm playing it on the lower level of Keepa, you know, making sure that I'm not using the high end. I, you know, if it sells, like if it says I can sell 20, I'm probably sending in five or six. Sure. So just to start off with, you know, to yeah, make sure to test. to test it and do our normal testing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm still putting it in merchant too, because why not? I mean, it's not mm-hmm. going to hurt me. He's got it on the floor anyways, and he's got it in the warehouse. So mm-hmm. why wouldn't I list it as merchant and see if I can move more? 
So you mentioned this guy, this this new partner of yours has a warehouse. Are you sh- shipping straight from his warehouse into FBA? You just kind of go over there and do your thing because you don't have a warehouse. You have garages and friends. Correct. Some of the larger things will stay there at the warehouse. Some of the smaller items that are more tedious, I'll grab them and I'll take them over to uh, our other locations and have them. Your prep, them for us. The prep house. Yep. So, so you've got, this is pretty incredible to me. I'm trying to think of the challenges that you might be running into with this model. Like who orders the shipping supplies and how do they get distributed to everybody? What if, what if prepper number three, who lives down the street, runs out of bubble wrap? Like how do you solve those issues? So if they run out of bubble wrap, we have extra supply. At, we do have a little storage unit that I have extra supplies in um, because Q4 came around last year and I didn't know what I was going to be expecting, but I knew <laughs> there was a shortage of everything going on just like there is now. Sure. So still. I got boxes galore. I got, you know, the things that I needed and I've oh. kind of stayed up on everything, making sure I have enough of it. So my, one of the, you know, the lady that's shipping for me, she has access to that location. So she could always go get some, or uh, she has plenty of supplies at her location too, where they can meet. The cool thing is, is the very first two people that I brought were actually also in my neighborhood, lived in my neighborhood. So that helped out even more. So if you need something, Hey, well, walk it down to the house real quick. Spring it by, send one of the kids over kind of thing, right? That's awesome. I love this. Yeah. So they can, if they run out of supplies, they go down to your storage unit, grab what they need or make fun. Now, now who's holding all your uh, FBM inventory? You said you've got a considerable amount. Is that in just different locations or you got a central head location for that? That's outside in of your one friend's location. warehouse. Yeah, that's the, the majority of FBM is all in one location. The only challenges that I've got to come up with and I've got to figure out because I don't want to move anything is when people go on vacation. So I've got to think about that. And I started to a little bit and they've even, uh, some of the shippers have said, well, I've got a nephew that wants to learn how to do this. So while I'm on vacation, I could do that. And I've go. actually told him, I said, you do realize that I'm going to pay you X amount, no matter what, I don't care how it gets done as long as the results. So if you want to bring him on and do that on your own, as long as the results stay the same, and we can maintain, you do whatever you did you want to get done. That That's way, you feels a little bit more freedom too. You know, a, a story, I saw this as something kind of funny. It reminds me of this though. Use a couple examples here. The entrepreneur mindset that you and I have and the listeners to this show have is so different from the way the rest of the world thinks. One of the things I saw that I, I just loved was, you know how all the kids, and I'll connect the dots here in a second. You'll like this, I think. But the kids are all expected to attend class on Zoom now, right? Because the world's gone crazy and we're all sitting at home on Zoom. So what this kid had done was he recorded himself sitting at his computer with his phone, recorded himself, made it look like he's sitting there and put it on a a loop, about two minute loop. And he sets that up in front of the camera. (laughs) So when he's supposed to be in class... It looks like he's there participating, but he's not there. He's it's a, it's his phone held up close enough to the camera, so it looks like he's there. And everyone's like, "Oh, that kid's scamming this system. This is right." And I'm like, "I don't know how many kids are in that class, but if I was hiring, I don't need to interview any of them. I'm hiring that kid, right? I want people who think outside the box." And the other story was uh, an example of a guy, it was a programmer in the United States who was considered to be one of the, I don't remember what company he worked for, but he was a very high-end 
just got an amazing amount of work done. Very high paid programmer, computer programmer. Well, it was exposed and it was a big story and he got fired. It was a national story because he was actually outsourcing all the work to people around the world for $5, $7, $9 an hour. And he's getting paid 120 an hour to program. So they fired him. And I said, you don't fire that guy. Mm -hmm. You put him in charge of the department. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, come on, save us some money here. Help us stay competitive. If you're getting doing great work for less money than we're paying you, we want you in charge of things around here, right? That's the same mentality you have. It's like, I don't care how this job gets done. Get it done right and get it done well. And what I love that you're doing there with your model is you're, we do this with our teenagers. We call it putting the monkey, giving them the monkey back. If they come and say, what about vacation, Josh? You give them the monkey back and say, what about vacation? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you can go for six <laughs> months if you want, as long as the job's getting done, yep. right? Here's your monkey back. And that, you know, that's very much how we run things in our family and in, in your business as well. I love it. So yeah, bring your problem solved, you know, bring someone in to replace yourself if you got to go and take a break. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's when you give them that power, they feel more, they're, they're more into the, what they're doing and they take more pride in their, all their oh, work sure. and everything that's being done. Yeah. yeah. Are they going to be getting a piece of it as it grows? Do you have any kind of like profit share? Do you have like, if for those who are finding profitable products, do you have any incentive in there for them? Like do they get a piece of the business? Yeah. So if, you know, we talked about pay a little bit. So I do different pay for shoppers, for shoppers with, re, you know, doing the replay and finding new products. Yes, they're getting a percentage. Um, people that are just shopping, they get paid hourly. And then people that are shipping for me, they get, so the majority of them get paid per piece. And for me, that works better because again, that gives them that freedom. I I don't want to cap them out and say, you can only make this much because I'm going to pay you X amount an hour. I want them to make whatever they want. So if they want to make more, they have the opportunity. They just got to say, I need more products or, Hey, can you bring more? And absolutely whatever you need. So I, I like to do it that way. And that's really helped out a lot and gives them control over it. It's a beautiful, elegant system and it solves, I mean, you're solving problems that I doubt you've actually even considered that you're solving with this model. Maybe you have, but until you've run a business where everybody shows up in a parking lot every day and they come into the building, you know, I experienced that a guy whose business I, I deeply respect, but I wouldn't trade places with because of the way he runs his business is Dave Ramsey. He's, I very much respect his organization, his operation, what they stand for, the things they're doing. Love it. I don't want a building where 500 people show up to work every day. <laughs> and yeah. I've got the good office in the corner. I just don't want that. Yeah. Right. And because now you're talking, you know, family leave, sexual harassment, accusations, you know, all the, the laws and the things that can go wrong and the things you can be sued for. And no, with this operation, everybody's at home. everybody's just at home working when they want to work. And the only sense of urgency is when an FBM order pops in, somebody's got to hop on that. Yeah. Right. Everything else can be done when you get to it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I have certain things in play to make sure that that doesn't go beyond, you know, our our time for shipping. Uh, So the lady that's in charge of everything, she kind of oversees the account in those aspects too. So and she also gets a kickback from what everybody else does because of her role. That way it entices her to train them well and make sure to follow up with them. So she gets 
you know, so I, I try to make sure everybody gets taken care of with it. Mm-hmm. You know, we can always do a better job and always want to give everybody more and, you know, be it because they become part of your family. Yes. So, um, for sure. and, and eventually she probably will. She'll even get more. So. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. You got a great system. You really have a great system. I love, I love the way you're paying people per performance, you know, a, a baseline, but as things grow, Hey, you know, we're all going to benefit from this. I think we, you know, you have been on the show before and we'll put a link to that episode, but I want to just visit a little bit. I, many people may not realize that actually, you know, I work very closely. Your parents are still, you know, at our warehouse, <laughs> your dad's yeah. at our warehouse, like right now, <laughs> literally as we're yep. recording this working and you started there, you did some work for us there. That's kind of how you started, you know, talk us through a little bit, talk us through your story just a little bit, just recap it. You know, people may go back and listen. I think we covered it in the other episode, but Talk us through that just a little bit. Then I want to talk about the numbers of your business after that. So when I started, when I very first started, I knew nothing about this. I didn't even, I knew nothing about your program. I had tried doing some stuff on my own because I think we all think, oh, I got this. I can do this. Sure. And I had the wrong mindset, wasn't understanding. So I tried it, got a little success, but it didn't last long. I think it lasted 60 days. Um, So nothing long-term. And then my father told me about, Hey, I need to start watching this podcast. Hey, I need to start, you know, learning more from you and your team and everybody. And I just dug in and I, when I really got involved was the conference. I was able to get to the conference uh, over in Ohio and just absolute blessing. If you get to go to the conference or if you're thinking about it, go. Yes, it's down here in my backyard this year. So I'm kind of biased, but it's absolutely great to be there and to meet with everybody. And doing that and learning the heart of the community is really what set me on fire with everything. I'll be honest, I was expecting coming there that, you know, it'd be a big sales pitch or something like this. And it wasn't. It was everybody open arms. How can I help? What can we do to lock arms and build a team and help build your business? And I just took that and I ran with it. I got, you know, the pleasure of working with your mom. And, uh, you know, working at the warehouse and helping out there and then doing stuff from down here for her. And it's just, I don't, I can't say how much of a blessing that's been in my life. You know, I was in corporate America and to get out of that and have this and be able to spend, like I was telling you earlier, I'm spending time with my kids this morning. I went to a water park. I get the luxury of choosing my schedule and I love that. I love what you said about the event and yeah, right in your backyard. That's super cool. So for sure, you're going to be there. And this time, you're not just going to be the guy that's like hauling some stuff from the office to come over. <laughs> you're going to be like, you're going to be like a celebrity because this episode is going to be coming out shortly before that event. You're going to have a lot of people wanting to, uh, to talk, talk this thing through with you. Listen, I hope they do. I, I love talking to people. So if anybody's there, they see me. Absolutely. Come up to me, talk to me. Cause I remember what it was like when I first got there and I seen people like JR and I seen, you know, uh, Oscar there. And at the time, I mean, Oscar is amazing, but you know, everybody was kind of like, Oh, there he is. There he is. There's that guy. And not everybody felt comfortable. To Should I go talk to him or not? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, it, it's so weird for me to see people look at me across the room and I can tell they're a little nervous about coming over and talking. So I just go over to them and I'm like, Hey, <laughs> yep. <laughs> what can you teach me? Yeah. You know, I mean, because literally every person in an event like this, you can learn something from them. And we've had people who have been doing this for just a couple weeks and they'll say, This is probably a stupid question, everybody. But, and they'll ask something and I'll think to myself, I had no idea that was even possible. <laughs> 
you just changed my business. I've been doing this 20 years. Why didn't anybody ever bring that up? You know, it's, you know, so that, that new seller perspective is, is invaluable because you don't come in with all the preconceived, you know, and one of the things, one of the challenges of being in leadership is, you know, I've seen it, it happens to a lot of guys and, and your pride can dwell up like, well, I can't be the guy with questions. I'm the guy with answers, right? I've crossed that line. Now I'm the guy with answers. So I can't, I dare not ask questions anymore. And that's just, that's just pride. That's useless. So I learn from everybody at these events and go up and talk and interact. And it's, it's going to be phenomenal. And we'll have a link to those details, you know, Hopefully by the time this episode comes out, we'll have a lot more details nailed down. With COVID, it's been kind of crazy. Like, you know, the question is, is the hotel even open? Like, yeah, we think so. Well, will it still be then? We hope so. You know, so we're dealing with that right now, but it's looking really good for July, July, 2021. And we'll have those details in the show notes. I'm glad you brought that up. I haven't been talking about it a lot lately. We're just starting to plan. I mean, here we are as we're recording this mid-March. And we're just starting to talk about our July event because we feel like we finally can (laughs) with with the degree of confidence. But that's awesome, man. All right, so let's dig into some of the numbers of your business. I want to hear, you know, how how much it's grown and where how far you've gotten. And um, and when did you start exactly? Give me that date again, too, for a point of perspective. Started in the end of 2018 was my first set when I tried doing it on my own. And... I guess that kind of failed, but that's okay. Then it was, we'll be coming up on two years. Right. Yeah. It's about two years now. So first year wasn't too bad. It, it was okay. Um, it was under uh, under six figures for the year, which I was happy with. I didn't realize that could even exist. I was in sales, so obviously not profit. But then the next year, I just took off almost 10 times. So, and this year, with the teams, with everything kind of falling in place and getting in order, a, a very healthy seven-figure business. So listen, as much as I think I heard this too from other stories, you think it's impossible, you think you can't do it. Trust me, I'm nobody special. I am very blessed. God has given me some great things, great family and great people to surround me with. And this business is simple, but it's not easy. And you've just got to learn your why. Learn your why from the very beginning so you know what you're doing and why you're doing it for. And the sky's the limit. Don't ever let anybody put a cap on it. That's awesome. So you're doing a healthy seven figures. You're taking life at a nice pace. You've surrounded yourself with some friends who are working in a very flexible way to help you build a business that really kind of is a dream arrangement. And I love what you just said. This business is simple. You really can. I feel like I can explain this business in about two minutes. <laughs> now, I can't give you all the skills to succeed in two minutes, but I can explain what it is you're going to be doing in the process and the reality of what it feels like to do this in about two minutes. Uh, it's not complicated, uh, but there's always more to learn. Is There's always a new adventure and there's always going to be a twist and a little change and something you got to adapt to. And your role, I imagine you probably feel like you're putting out fires. Is, kind of, is that your role? Yeah. Yeah. Putting out fires, just trying to guide everything and continuing to push forward. Because for me, I just, I I think really through my martial arts background, I really learned to never stop growing, never stop learning. So, you know, if to stand still is to regress and that's what I was taught. 
And so I'm just always trying to look for another thing. And one thing you've always taught is multiple streams. Yeah. So don't, don't stop. So you may get comfortable in this area. If you get comfortable, step somewhere that'll get you out of your comfort zone because that'll make you grow and that'll continue to improve what you're doing. And I've done that. You know, I started once I got comfortable with Amazon. Okay. Where else can I do? How else can I build this? And now I'm selling in different areas, in different locations, not just Amazon, not just eBay. So just continue to move forward. Yeah. And you're talking about coaching with us and possibly even creating some content around this concept because we have a lot of people who are very interested. So we've got some content that we're talking about working on with you and and rolling that out to the community. So that's one of the, that's kind of like the, uh, the steps up the ladder in this community is when you come in, you succeed. And then you add your own little unique twist to it. And then you teach the rest of us how you're doing it. And now you're a leader in the community. Maybe you're a coach. And that's who our coaching team is. That's who our leadership and our content creators are. And and yeah, they're getting paid. We like to pay for those who bring value to the community. And and that's the ladder you're on. Plus the other things that you've got going on. Uh, There's a detail we left out. You mentioned a healthy seven-figure business. I want to give specifics though, because sales are one thing. ROI margins, net, you know, that's another thing entirely. You know, what's your accountant saying about your business? Yes. Wow. Uh, That's normally what they're saying is, wow. So (laughs) didn't know that you could do that on those uh, margins and everything. But at at the end of the day, uh, still healthy 20, 21% for return. That's Um, a net. So, so after all, after all your employees are paid, after all expenses are paid, you run about 20% net. Yeah, it's right there now. Obviously, I do expect it to drop a little bit this year just because I'm adding more things. I'm doing some mm-hmm. more things. And I explained I was, some of my ROIs are dropping a little bit. Right. But I expect to be doing on such a massive scale that it'll balance itself out. So I'm okay with that, you know. And, and like I've always said, is anybody going to be upset with making 10% of, you know, a healthy figure? <laughs> no. Healthy seven figure. Yeah, I, I so I all beats a real job. I mean, there's yeah. very few real world jobs out there where you can earn the kind of money that we earn, and definitely not with the flexibility that we have. Uh, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Well, you're doing a great job, man. It's always great hanging out with you as well. I can't wait to see you in Florida. You're here coming up very quickly. What else did you want to share, though? Anything else that you had on your mind or on your heart before we? Before we start to wrap this one up, I think this is a powerful episode and, and I'm excited to, to get you more exposure and leadership around here. And I know you've already got a few coaching students, maybe talk oh. us about that a little bit, how that's going. Yeah, I absolutely love, uh, you know, something you, you hit on is when you learn that giving back, giving, you know, however it is in your, your world, but being able to give back to the community, to other people, you will see such massive growth yourself in your mm-hmm. own business. So if you're in that role, you know, try to give back to the community, try to give back to someone else. And it's a blessing. Not only will you learn in your business grow, but it, it truly is a blessing. I mean, I, I love coaching. I've got it. My very first student was actually someone that lives 20 miles away from me. Never even knew. And, and she's absolutely awesome. She's a great individual. And I'm just blessed that I get a teacher. Exactly. You know, so, I hear that so much. Yeah. If some people think like, well, what do you get paid to be a coach? I'm like peanuts in comparison to the opportunities that are going to come your way. Because the people who are willing to pay a few thousand dollars to spend time with someone who really knows a model they're trying to learn, 
those are typically some pretty high quality individuals who have a lot of knowledge that you just don't have yet as a coach. So we hear from our coaches literally all the time. And in many cases, legitimately, I mean, we've had coaches, they coached with us for a while. Then one of their students became a good friend. I mean, we've seen them, you know, attend each other's weddings and launch businesses together and launch brands together. And I check in with them a couple of years later after they've, they can no longer, we can no longer afford to pay them as a coach. They're making so much money and doing so many things. So I check in with them and they're just doing these amazing businesses with coaching students that they met through our program. So it really is relationships. I mean, that's kind of like the hidden undertone theme of this episode today is relationships. You know, your business is as as strong and has as much potential as you focus on relationships. So if you're not building relationships, adding to that list of names of people who know, like, and trust you constantly, that's the state of your business. It will be profitable if you do that part right. Absolutely. You do that part right. (laughs) Sure trying, that's for sure. You know, surround yourself with great people. Don't be afraid. You know, I, I at the beginning, I'd done it all on my own and I thought I could. And until you lock arms with others, you'll see, that's when you'll see massive growth. Yeah. The synergy effect. And, and you know, God made it that way. If, you, if you've heard me talk in these subjects before, I've learned it from my friend, Daniel Lappin, who learned it from 3000 years of Hebrew wisdom in the Old Testament. It's, it's not that relationships are a nice side benefit to business. No, business exists and was given to us by God to enhance relationships. Yes. That's the only reason business exists is because he wants us interdependent on each other as we specialize and lean on each other. You know, if I'm a dentist, I have no idea how to grow my own corn. Right? <laughs> so like God wants it that way. He doesn't want us, you know, living on the, you know, 50 acres out in the middle of nowhere by ourselves. leave me alone. I'll, I'll provide everything. As evidenced by the fact that cultures who try that, typically you're dead in your early thirties <laughs> because you don't know how to fix an arm when it gets broken. Right? Yeah. You don't know how to prepare for the worst winters. He wants us leaning on each other interdependent. And and that's the biblical concept of specialization and business specialties. So now we're leaning on each other. We're building relationships with each other. And the more relationships you have, the higher quality life you live. That's the track I see you on, man. And hopefully that encourages some other listeners today too. And if that kind of concept, I know I'm always giving this book a plug, but usually I have it within reach right here. I don't know where it's at right now, but Business Secrets from the Bible. That's one of the lessons from the Daniel Lappin book. Have you read that book yet, Josh? I, I've went through some of it. haven't went through all of it. I'm, that's something as I I'm see you growing as a leader, <laughs> I think if you picked it up now, it's going to hit you pretty deep. And uh, it, it's going to challenge you. Because one of the lessons in there that I'm recalling right now is as you grow as a person, as you grow you'll find yourself using your mouth, the most powerful leadership tool God gave you, your mouth. You'll find yourself using it a lot more, talking about your business and teaching lessons and challenging people. And like, wow, I'm, I'm teaching people a lot right now. Well, that's because you're growing as a leader and you want to be intentional about that. So that's one, that's one of the ways I'm gently nudging and saying, hey, you got to create some content with us, buddy. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm all in. <laughs> so let's put that course together, that offer. We're not sure what it'll be. And maybe it won't be ready by the time this podcast comes out for us to talk about it, but it is coming. So be in our Facebook group for sure. And you'll, you'll hear those announcements or, or you can go to silentgym.com slash updates and get updates every time our podcast episodes come out or when we have new announcements to make. It's a Telegram app, which is a free app. That's how we communicate that stuff out. It's a little more reliable than email. Sometimes that stuff gets lost, but got a great email list too. 
But uh, hey, what, what else do you want to share? Anything else, Josh, before we wrap this one up? Man, it was great hanging out with you, buddy. Biggest thing I can I want to share, and I learned this when I was younger, is it all not only stems from the people that you surround yourself with, but your mental aspect. Starting your day off right, having a positive attitude, and knowing that you can do it. I have a gigantic vision board that when I wake up in the morning, it's the first thing I see. And it has everything on there and it tells me my whys. It tells me what I need to be doing for the day and how to hit my goals. So just have a positive mindset, write down your goals and go after it and have fun doing it. You know, this doesn't have to be work. I, I could be working myself to death right now if I wanted to sun up to sundown and nonstop, but I'm learning to balance it a little bit better, you know? So it, it's, just so I, I believe it's all in the mindset. If you have a negative mindset, you're going to get negative results. Yeah. And have a positive mindset. 100%, man. And just to brag on, we mentioned your dad, Ruben and Melissa. They run a food pantry, one of the largest here on the, in the central Indiana area. I mean, it, I don't, it's hundreds of people a week, hundreds and hundreds, maybe over a thousand or more. But uh, my family and I, we've worked over there a few times. And that's how our family's kind of got integrated in. And, and like I said, he basically runs my warehouse now, Ruben. But just so proud of him, man. Such a blessing to have your family in our life and to have you in our life. And um, I kind of hate that you've moved away to Florida, but in a way, I kind of love it too, because it, it's like our network has just expanded, you know? And so we're just we're just spreading out and, and seeing all this success. So I'm super proud of you, buddy. And if I can ever do anything for you, please let me know. But could, we're going to be talking a lot more, I think, now that you're going to be creating some content with us. But um, I just want to talk to the listeners here for a second and thank them for hanging out with us because um, they gave us their most valuable asset, some of their time today. Hopefully, it was very valuable for you to spend time and get to know Josh a little bit and uh, hear from his heart. But we love that you spent some time and trusted us with that. I just feel like I've got, I'm surrounded by, you know, you mentioned earlier, Josh, surrounding yourself with people who are smarter than you and better than you with the things they do. That is my life right now, man. I just look away around in awe of what's being accomplished and our coaches and our leadership team and our content creators. Such a blessing, man. And I just pray that's a blessing to the, to the listeners out there. If you haven't jumped into our community yet, please do so. This isn't a pitch fest. Take your time, get to know us, hang out. We've been, I've been doing this 20 years. So we're not going anywhere. This is what we do. This is who we are. We love helping people. You mentioned uh, you know, bringing dads home, getting moms and dads under the same roof with the kids doing meaningful work, building a financially stable future. That's what we do around here. So spread the word. We have a $0 marketing budget for this podcast. So anytime anyone spreads the word, we certainly appreciate that. And I don't know if you've heard, Josh, but we are averaging about 60,000 listens per month on this podcast right now, which is just incredible. Showing up on the charts around the world, up there with some big boys. Like I just got, I got my microphone and my laptop camera and... (laughs) You know, and there's really cool people on here telling their stories and that's what we do. Uh, but it's resonating. It's really, it's really getting some momentum. So we appreciate all the people sharing those stories. But Josh, good seeing you, buddy. As always, it's a pleasure. Thank you yeah. for having me. Great to hang out with you a little bit. And to all the listeners, you know, we'll have another great episode for you real, real soon. God bless you, business building warriors. We're in your corner and we'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.